Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Have you ever done that like you're just driving along and you slammed on your brakes just to see what it feels like no no i'm not talking like highway speed and all of a sudden no i'm talking about just even 30 kilometers an hour and jamming on your brakes i'll do that from time to time not to test and see what happens more so to uh you know if you have someone in the passenger seat and they're not paying attention and you just go boop oh you give them whiplash you know it's always funny or if you got people in the back seat who still have some fries left, you hit the brakes, boop, a few fly, fries come up front. Yeah. Yeah. Right there, you catch them. Or if someone's drinking a hot coffee and they're being a little little smart mouth. Being a bit of a wang. Yeah, take that. Yeah. There's some third degree burns. <laughs> well, yeah, wait till they got the cup <laughs> up to their mouth. The reason I ask is uh, last night, my beautiful bride and I, we, we thought, ah, let's just go do something that feels like summer. So we thought, Okay, we'll go to this pub It's a and sit on the patio. So we get there, and it wasn't until we got there that we realized, like, what's this commotion going on on the street out front? The street was completely closed off. There's police cars, fire trucks on both ends, tow trucks everywhere. And we sat down on the patio, and we had a front row seat for a crime scene investigation. It was a car chase that ended... With uh, with a crash. Yeah. And so you saw the aftermath of what was a police chase. Yeah. So we're sitting on this patio staring at a truck that was upside down on a very busy road. Like, obviously, the road's closed. And, uh, you know, they, they'll always investigate when a car is upside down. But when it's a police chase, you get to see a real investigation. And it's not just tape measures. I just thought it would be tape measures and people taking pictures. Nope. They brought Because it was a truck that flipped over on its roof... I don't know if it was a stolen truck or what, but I did. I had no idea they did this, but is this the new coolest job down at the police station? You get to be the person, the cop, that comes speeding down the street and then locks them up just to try and recreate what happened? Yeah, they're trying to gauge how fast it was going when they yeah. slammed on the brakes. So, yeah, I always thought it would have been some kind of math and there would have been an equation involved to determine, oh, the well, I'm skid, sure. skid is this long, so they were going this fast. But yeah. What they actually do is just see how fast they have to go to match the skid on the road. So the guy did it probably three or four times. And it was funny because everybody on the patio, it's like everybody had turned their chairs and we were all watching the show and cheering. And But then you'd hear this, this alarm go off. And then all of a sudden you'd hear this engine roaring and he'd come flying down the street and lock him up. He didn't skid as far as I thought, though. I wonder how much of the police budget is spent on new tires because they've ruined a bunch just by doing this kind of thing. Because that can't be good for your tires. No, you wouldn't think it'd be good at all. No. Uh, I did not know that's how they did that. No, it was impressive. That is a good job. And then we, uh, of course, I didn't because I'm not a a buffoon. 
but my beautiful wife decided to video the scene of the, watching them write the truck that was on its roof. So a tow truck hooked a chain onto it and wenched it back onto its wheels. You sure you don't want to watch that video? No, I'm good. I can huh? picture it in my head. Okay. It's probably exactly what I think. It makes a heck of a racket when it does land back on its wheel and the clouds of dust that came out of it. <laughs> That's a good day to be a tow truck driver, too. Oh, yeah. Like, normally you're just pulling people out of ditches or helping out with dead batteries. But now when you get to flip over a car, oh yeah, that's a good day. I'm sure that that's probably, like, I don't know, what's a good day for you and I? Like, your birthday at work? That's a tow truck driver's birthday times 10. Yeah. Yeah, for us, it's when they, they're like, oh, we got a, a food cart yeah, out yeah. front. Yeah. It's paid for. Go help yourself. That's our version of... Flipping a car over. Flipping a car over or just having to slam on the brakes. Yeah. I was talking to the server, though, too, because I just asked her, you know, how long has this been going on for? And she said, oh, they've been out there for hours. I think that happened at two or three in the afternoon. And it was a stolen vehicle or something, a police chase. When the guy eventually did flip the truck, she said, oh, yeah, the cops surrounded it. There's like SWAT everywhere and they were all pointing guns at him and telling him to get out of the vehicle. He eventually crawled from the twisted wreckage on hands and knees. Can't look cool doing that when you're a bad guy and you're crawling on your hands and knees. That's a lot of the stuff when you go to the police academy that uh, in the back of your head, you're like, oh, baby. Oh, yeah. This is what you want to be in on. Uh, And then we talked earlier about how the opposite end of the spectrum is when you see police officers and they have to go into a house for a crime scene or something and they have to wear the little booties over their shoes. It is. Yeah, that is the exact opposite end of the spectrum, the cool spectrum. Yeah, you cannot look cool <laughs> with booties on your shoes. Same yeah. with like movers when they're moving stuff in. I get why they do it. Yeah, but that's, there's no way to make those look cool. I don't know. Like maybe you could silk screen <laughs> cowboy boots onto those, maybe some spurs or something. But yeah, the blue booties, ooh, no thank you. I was just thinking Adidas or Nike should come out with a line of oh, they should. booties that look yeah. like their shoes, but really they're just little booties. Yeah, this is the most we've ever seen said booties. And by the way, Bryce used to dance under the name Booty Cop. Booty Cop. You know what else I noticed too? They must siphon all of the gas out of the vehicle before they flip it because there was a bunch of gas cans lined up along the side, the shoulder hmm. of this. Who gets that gas after? Is that like a... Is, is it that, evidence? <laughs> well, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> have an it's evidence like, locker full of gasoline? Do, you know, do the cops divvy it up? Do the tow truck drivers get it? Like, here's your tip. You get uh, 48 liters of premium. It is interesting to watch police officers clean up a scene like that. Yeah. That's how I learned that uh, they don't transport dead bodies in ambulances. Nope. I saw a car crash scene and saw them wheel the car into the, or a body into the back of a van. A minivan. Yeah. An yeah. unmarked minivan. <laughs> Never, Ooh. ever look through the window of an unmarked minivan because you might see something horrific. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. It's like radio, but on the internet. Hey, Bryce, I got a question I need to ask you. Okay. Don't you just love driving along and all of a sudden that little oil light starts flashing on your dashboard? Yes. You're supposed to say no. Uh, In the rule in improv, you're supposed to say yes and. Oh, yeah. Yes and. Well, good news. (laughs) 
That's your invitation. That flashing oil light is your invitation, your last chance to RSVP for an oil change at Lube City. God, what a silver lining. Go get yourself an oil change. And if you're like, where is there a Lube City? I'll never find one. No, they've got 27 locations in Alberta, and you can find them all online at lubecity.ca. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. Do you think there's closed captioning for radio shows? I kind of hope not. I say, I think we say a lot of dumb things and we don't need that transcribed into the written word. Yeah. It would make us look worse. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly, just two guys watching the world go by. Can we all agree that maybe some of the best opening credits in the history of TV shows with music selections such as... Like, you knew it was about to get real when you heard that. CSI Miami was not the best CSI, but I think it had the best intro. Which, he, he always gave the, that was that one there. That's yeah, one where he'd always peel off his sunglasses, say an incredible line, and then and that then, thing would kick in. And the Who did all the themes, right? Yeah, Because, they did. Uh, which one was this from? This is uh, Bob O'Reilly. Was this Miami or was this? Out here in the field. This is the New York one. It is? Which, according to Bryce Kelly, is the worst of the CSIs. Easily. Everyone thinks this song is called Teenage Wasteland. No. It's called Baba O'Reilly. Yeah, CSI New York. Yeah. Uh, then which was this from? Oh, this is Vegas, baby. This, oh my God, this was a good opening. This was the original one, right? Yeah. This was a good choice for a theme song. Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. Get it? Because they're looking for murderers. Yeah. Who are you, murderer? Who are you, victim? Because <laughs> that was quite often the case, too. You know what song never made the grade, though, for uh, for uh, CSI? This one right here. Do you know this song? No. This is The Who again. My knowledge of The Who basically starts and stops with CSI. Listen to this one. It's called uh, Squeeze Box. Got a squeeze box. She wears on her chest. But when daddy comes home, he never gets no rest. Mm. I could see, like, it'd be hard to do CSI Los Angeles. And they're investigating a vicious homicide, and then this song kicks on. <laughs> yeah, doesn't quite match the tone. Kind of sends a weird message, doesn't it? I was always a pinball wizard, man. Yeah. With the who? <laughs> oh, yeah, that never made the cut either. No. How many CSIs are there? Three? I think there was just the three that yeah. I know of. But yeah, uh, that Miami one. That definitely is the best one. Were we talking about this on the radio or was it in the podcast? You're working your way through Criminal Minds for some criminal reason. Criminal right Minds. My best girl turned me on to Criminal Minds. I always thought it was just one of those, like, yeah, you know, you something you watched at your resort in Mexico because it was the only channel that was in English. English. Yeah. An English show on, uh, and I am sucked right. I'm all in. I'm a Criminal Minds man. CSI's garbage compared wow. to Criminal oh, Minds. Wow! Oh, hot take. Yeah, 
That's well, the hill I think there'd be a lot on. of people that would argue that CSI is better. But... I will die on that hill. And are you watching with closed caption? Because that was another conversation we had off air this morning. Do you find yourself using closed caption all the time? I do now. I've been converted. I used to be opposed. I found it distracting and weird, but yeah. now I'm all in, baby. I do it all the time now, too. And I don't know why. I have perfect hearing. Like, I can, I have no problem with my hearing, but it's sort of, I'm starting to think it's part of the epidemic of laziness, that we're too lazy to even pay attention to our favorite shows now. It's like we need to be spoon-fed the dialogue. I think maybe that's what it is. And also, there's a lot of quiet talking. TV shows used to, like, all the actors in TV shoot, everything was shouted like this, I'm over here, Mary. Like, everyone spoke like that, and now it's like this all the time. I'll tell you one thing. You're never going to get away with this. The one bummer with the closed captioning is sometimes you read ahead. Yes. And sometimes you hit a little bit of a spoiler a little bit earlier than you should have. You spoil the show for yourself. Yeah. It's weird. That's the one downside. What is the percentage? I want to know. What is the percentage of people using closed caption these days when you don't need to? Everybody's doing it, aren't they? I think so. I thought it used to just be your grandparents, but now it's us, too. You know, I won't do it for live TV Yeah, because it can't keep up. Hmm. That's the one place I won't do it now. Everywhere else, though, turn it on. Yeah! What does the closed caption say when that comes on? Is it just, yeah, with a whole bunch of A's? Or does it say scream? <laughs> what does it say? And also, the closed caption, we mentioned this backstage, but... The amount of time now where it says, like, so-and-so blows raspberry. Yeah. When they go, like, Who blows a raspberry in real life? That's a TV thing, right? It says blows raspberry so much on my TV now. Yeah. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. As it turns out, like, I'm staring into the text machine right now. I think almost everybody, whether you need it or not, you've got closed caption on, on your TV. I suggested a few minutes, and I'm guilty of it too. Except for I can't watch the news with the closed caption on because it's way too far behind because they're doing it live. Uh, And sports. I can't watch sports with closed captioning on. It's weird. But everything else, gotta have it on. And I suggested it's because we've all become lazy. Even with watching TV, we need the dialogue spoon-fed to us. Because we're barely paying attention. Our our attention is split five different ways all the time. And what's going on on the TV just is a small percentage of what we're focusing on at the time, so you better spoon-feed it to me. And then somebody said, I have ADHD and absolutely need the captions. Sometimes my brain can't comprehend spoken language as quickly as written language, so having the subtitles to help fill in the blanks, so to speak, is life-changing. Uh, Somebody else said, closed captions for the win. I enjoy the show and can tune out. (laughs) There's always a speaker phone call or an air fryer going. Next step, noise-canceling headphones when my in-laws show up. Nice. Uh, I've used closed caption for years, mostly because I live in a condo and can't crank my volume. I love it. You can watch so much more. Somebody else says... Put me on the closed caption train, and geez, Garner, we aren't being lazy. I think we are working harder by reading. I said that I use closed caption too, right? (laughs) I just think that maybe 
we don't pay attention as much as we think we do. And to all the people who say, what about shows where the people, where the actors have accents? That's how I started using closed caption. It was when I was watching um, Dairy Girls, which is a fantastic show, but they've got accents, super Irish accents. It's hard to understand. Uh, and then I had Evan on for a lot of Ted Lasso, and then I used it again for the three episodes of Peaky Blinders I watched because, again, couldn't understand. And now I'm hooked. I can't get that closed caption monkey off my back. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It is weird, though, when you see the descriptions of sound effects in a show you're watching. Bryce pointed out, you know, how many times in real life has somebody actually, in the middle of a conversation, actually blown a raspberry where they go... But yet, blows raspberry, appears quite off. You know what one I see all the time now, too, is sucks teeth. Like that sound, like, mm, sucks teeth. Is that what that's called? Somebody else said, my favorite description from closed caption is when watching Stranger Things, the phrase wet squelching is used so much. Whenever the squelching came up, you knew someone was about to die. How about you? Are you using... And by are you using? Are you using closed caption? Somebody else said, I don't even know how to turn it on. I just talk into the end of my remote and I go, closed caption, and it comes on. Does yours not do that? You're listening to the Garden Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Blows raspberry, you're right. When you pointed out, out that out this morning, it's like, Every TV show now, somebody blows a raspberry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if somebody did that in real life. I'd be like, quit spitting on me, man. It's so weird. Uh, but then you go to watch like a Blue Jays game or something like that, and the closed captioning, it's always, it lags behind. And I can't watch it with sports. And then it gets distracted, and then you have to shut that off. Yeah, same thing with news. Like you're trying yeah. to watch Carol Ann Devaney deliver the news, and you just can't because it's like 30 seconds behind her. No, then I'm blowing raspberry again. Somebody said, I have a friend who blows raspberries in conversation. So few people actually do it that I definitely notice when she does. Yes, you notice because you're not wearing a raincoat. Uh, Somebody else says, watching The Flash, the TV show, not the movie. So many whooshes. Yes. Whoosh. 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 Have you noticed the sucks teeth one? I, keep I haven't seeing, seen Sucks Teeth. I've seen that all. I don't know what shows I'm watching, but every now and again, somebody goes, they do that, and they go, oh, Sucks Teeth. Got to have that description. Because is that going to make or break the plot of the TV show if you don't get the Sucks Teeth in there? One that always gets me, because obviously closed captioning is made for the hearing impaired, yeah. the deaf. Uh, when a song starts playing on a on a show, and they, yes. they show the name of the song, like Enter Sandman starts playing, and I'm sitting there like, if you're deaf... That means absolutely nothing to you. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. I never thought about that before. They're sitting there just being like, okay, thanks. I don't know what that means. Uh, We'll get back to discussing the monkey on your back called closed caption. I do it too, and I'm not hard of hearing. I just, I found that I need to be spoon-fed my TV shows now. I just Googled blowing raspberry. Yeah. Just to see what the description is. Uh, Is to make a noise similar to flatulence... It may be slightly real or feigned. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. That's nice. That's a good description. It's beautiful. Here's another person who says they use it because they live in a condo. That's been kind Mm. of the number one reason. I live in a condo, man. I can't crank the sound. I don't live in a condo, but I don't know that I could watch my favorite shows without it now. 
No, I kind of weirdly enjoy it. I find it weirdly yeah. soothing. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Hey there, just calling about uh, the caption thing. Yeah, closed caption. Are you using? Yeah, like all the time. And you know why I've really been uh, using it? Is I've noticed that you ever watch a show or a movie and it's like the amount of like cool dialogue I never even picked up on when I was watching, you know, normally before that the closed caption tells you is it's crazy. And I've noticed a lot too that um, a lot of shows it's like the dialogue will be really quiet, so you turn the volume up a whole bunch, and then all of a sudden it's like a shootout scene, and all of a sudden the speakers in my TV are about to be blown out themselves from how loud it is. So it kind of helps, you know, I can keep the volume down a little bit, but not miss the dialogue, you know? Yeah, I think that's why I'm doing it. It started out, like, when I first started using, it was because... I was watching shows where the the actors had accents and I was having trouble understanding what they were saying and that made a huge difference and now it's just spilled over into everything I watch. It, it, it really is. And you know what? I, I, I'm totally the same way. Like, I'm a, I'm a user 100%. Um, and you know what, though? Growing up, I was shamed for being a user. Uh, my brother especially used to used to like he, I would turn it on he would turn it off he would call me an idiot for listening to it I would call him you know an idiot for not using it and just having the freedom to be a user now in my own household though is, is a really underrated aspect of, uh, of also growing up a little bit you know yeah there's no shame in it and w- that's what we need to do is we need to get rid of the stigma of using closed caption back in the old days there was big stigma on, on being a user and uh, you know it was just for old people hard to hear it, folks just like you were saying the frail the feeble the yeah. you know yeah. the weak but that's that's not the case I'm, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a weak person I'm a, I'm a strong man and I uh, and I use closed captions and I'm not afraid to admit it yeah I wish there was uh, somebody else pointed this out too Is they said I wish there was closed caption in movie theaters I bet you they do have that for some special showings but not all showings the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Did you see this text a few minutes ago? Uh, it says, so someone here at work just said someone in Edmonton won last night's $70 million lot- Lotto Max jackpot. Ticket bought in Edmonton. Is it true? I'm in an office I don't and know. the lotto site <laughs> is blocked. Oh, you can't even check your lotto tickets at work? What is the world coming to? I don't buy lottery tickets, so I tend not to check the lottery winning websites. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. Wouldn't that be something, though? Wouldn't we've talked about this in the past? I would. I would not want to know a person that won seventy million dollars. I think I would just spend the rest of my life being jealous of that person. Yeah, that's very true. I. I would die for my jealousy. It would kill me, especially if they didn't cut you in for a slice. Like, you would question your entire friendship. It's like, oh, I thought we were closer than uh, $10,000. It would be rough, like, especially when you invite that person to, like, your next birthday party and they show up and they just give you $50 to Earl's. And you're just like, I know you can do better than that. I mean, I like Earl's, but... uh, On the outside, you say, oh, my goodness, how did you know? Thank you. I'm going to go have an albino rhino. But on the inside, you're like, you just won $70 million. Yeah, you can do better than that. Meanwhile, they're judging you for your no-name catch-up. Oh, no, thank you. I don't want to know a 70 millionaire. 
Someone says it was 35 million in Edmonton and someone in BC won the other half. Oh, eh, so not that impressive. Yeah, 35 million. Ooh, boring. Loser. <laughs> God, can you imagine? That's wreck your life amounts of money, isn't it? 35 mil. Winning that overnight. Yeah, yeah. Especially, we talked about this the other day, though. At a certain age, like if you're, I don't know, if you're someone like me of my advanced years, 35 mil. Well, you could probably still mess me up pretty badly. But if you're 22 years old and you win $35 million, good luck. That'll bend your frame. Oh, yeah. That'll really bend your frame. Huh. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. This is why I should be in charge of interviewing lottery winners, because I'm not going to ask the same lame question like, what is the first thing you're going to spend your money on? Or do you think the money will change you? No, I want to ask the question that we all want to know the answer to. Where did you keep your winning lottery ticket until you went and cashed it in? We're just finding out here this morning that somebody amongst us won uh, half of that $70 million lotto max jackpot last night. So somebody right around here won $35 million bucks. And you don't just go cash that in the next day because you kind of got your, you got to get your affairs in order. You got to get your ducks in a row. So where did you keep it? Somebody said, we have some friends who won a million dollars a few years ago. As soon as they found out about their win, they put it in their safety deposit box. Okay. Uh, somebody else said, a friend of my dad's won Lotto 649 in the late 90s. He told my dad a few years later that until the lottery office opened on Monday morning, he kept the ticket behind a light switch on the wall of the rooming house he was living in at the time. He literally took the cover plate off, placed the ticket in the hollowed out drywall, and then put the cover back on. Jordan. What about electrical fire, Jordan? Huh? Did your dad's friend think of that? This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. We, uh, man, this is interesting. I had no idea that you knew people who had won big time money in lotteries this is from dean it says my mechanic buddy Dwayne won a 47 million dollar lottery jackpot disappeared like a fart in the wind good on him really good guy uh i wrote back and i'm like do you ever hear from him and dean said nope not a word to any one of us he did really just disappear didn't he Oh, and somebody, they texted in a few minutes ago and they said, oh, they knew the that guy that won $60 million from just outside of town, like just west of the city. This was probably four or five years ago. I remember this. And he said, oh, that's his friend, won $60 million. And I wrote back and I'm like, where did they keep the lottery ticket until they went and cashed it in? I would not be able to sleep a wink for fear that the lottery ticket would, you know, blow out the window or it would get rained on or somehow end up in the food processor. And he said they found out when they scanned it at the local gas station, which my cousin owns, so lots of people knew and word spread. I think he just kept it in a gun safe at home for a day or two. Uh, the minute they scanned it at the store, they had calls from the lottery office. It's framed now and in a drawer. Uh, I like that part. You, you don't want to flaunt it. I mean, get it framed. 
keep the winning ticket, but, you know, put it in the junk drawer next to the extra shoelaces and the case for the sunglasses you don't own anymore and the screwdriver with all the bits in the handle. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy.